Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from Lausanne, Switzerland, Nadine Heck. Nadine, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be with you, Ashutosh. Thank you. Nadine is the CEO of Because Global Consulting, She's a senior advisor to Because's sister nonprofit, Global Citizen Circle. She is amongst the top 100 thought leaders uh, and uh, has often enough, she, she's also got the Lifetime Achievement Trust Award. She's a coach. She specializes in CSR, ESG, DEI, SDG, and handles a lot of other things. And she's been recognized, awarded, and felicitated globally. What an amazing career you've had so far, Nadine. Thank you. Uh, so, Nadine, let's talk about Because Consulting. Uh, sure. Tell me a little bit about this venture and the work that you do. So, Because is all about connectedness. Um, we help individuals and organizations to mm -hmm. connect to and align with, first, their own core purpose, mm -hmm. something that's often lost in the frenzy of today's hyperactivity that can distract us from mm -hmm. keeping our eye on the ball mm -hmm. that we actually care about. Then to connect across silos within mm -hmm. our enterprises to promote synergies versus the hemorrhaging of opportunities. Just think about how much is lost when business lines don't communicate or even people sitting in the next cubicle act in mm -hmm. isolation. And then in the next concentric circle to connect with external stakeholders, those right. who are friendly, like our suppliers, vendors, partners, but even those who aren't, as I describe in my TEDx, mm -hmm. adversaries to allies, to make the very most of our associations and or our coalitions in an mm -hmm. ever more interconnected world. Mm. Um, we offer senior executive coaching and mentoring um, to leaders and their teams to help them clarify their goals and mm -hmm. overcome obstacles to achieve them. Mm. And um, I really believe that connectedness begins with being connected to yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why on airlines they say, put your own oxygen mask on before you try to help anybody else. That's it. So going beyond being highly competent and growing into becoming a great leader mm -hmm. always starts with a deepening self-awareness, mm -hmm. which I find simultaneously enhances compassion for yourself and others. Mm -hmm. Thus, the more self-aware one becomes owning and integrating our totality, the good, the bad, the ugly, Correct. the greater the likelihood that we'll get the best out of ourselves and others. And mm -hmm. To claim one's agency, um, I try to tease out the unspoken, often as a designated challenger, mm -hmm. but always as an advocate of aiding self-discovery. Right. And also, as you said, with a particular focus on sustainability, diversity, inclusion, mm -hmm. corporate social responsibility, human rights, and other issues for 21st century business, mm -hmm. as because as CEO, I often give keynote speeches and other presentations. And I'm right now in the process of completing writing a book called The Power of Connectedness, which has a forward by Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, you mentioned that you, you, you're, you're doing a lot of coaching and mentoring. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that if we have time. But you also do a lot of work with the Global Citizens Circle. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what is the Global Citizen Circle and the work that you do. So because as a sister not-for-profit, Global Citizen Circle, founded in 1974, which has convened more than 27,000 extremely diverse individuals, Mm -hmm. from world leaders like Nelson Mandela, other heads of state and Nobel laureates, to local activists, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, Mm. and facilitated challenging discussions Mm. on the world's pressing issues. Mm -hmm. It's broadly inclusive by age, race, political perspective, and multiple other differences. Mm. And we engage in dialogue and subsequent action um, to tackle problems that transcend nations or sectors. And we really believe that people make change. And Mm. that applies whether in a corporate hierarchy or in a global social movement. Mm-hmm. So for almost half a century, we've been connecting and empowering emerging leaders and respected elders to listen mm-hmm. to and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And since COVID, the circles have been held on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And this has increased our global reach as wow. participants can join in these highly interactive sessions from anywhere. Wow. And yet we've maintained the underlying value that everybody's voice has value. Mm. And that mutually respectful interactions in a safe environment yields mm. remarkable results. Mm. So discussion leaders who are experts in their field open with extremely brief remarks, five to 10 minutes max, mm-hmm. and then gifted moderators engage all the participants in mm. a lively ex- exchange for most of the 90-minute circles. Okay. And we've had... Just to give you a sense, we've had a former white nationalist neo-Nazi co-lead a circle with a longtime civil rights activist, mm-hmm. a conservative Republican and a progressive Democrat in the United States uh, Congress co-lead another. Mm-hmm. We're also very intentional about highlighting young leaders, mm-hmm. like when we invited then Harvard Law School student Barack Obama to a 1991 circle. Yeah. Or when we had Lauren Hogg, then a 16-year-old co-founder of March for Our Lives, mm-hmm. to co-lead a 2019 circle with 92-year-old Dolores Huerta, mm-hmm. the co-founder of the 1970s United Farm Workers Strike. Mm-hmm. Or when we had a 14-year-old middle school student co-lead a 2008 circle in Soweto, South Africa, with Nigerian chief Emeka Anuko the first African to be secretary general of the Commonwealth countries. Wow. Wow. And the the global citizen circle, uh, I'm assuming works across multiple countries, across different subjects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our our discussion leaders have come from more than 53 countries and the participants come from all over the world. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. So Nadine, let's now move on and talk a little bit about your other passion, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, let me start by asking you that there is a lot of talk going on about inclusion all yeah. over the world. How much is actually being achieved? Yeah. Uh, 
sadly, not as much as I would have liked to believe we would have accomplished, mm -hmm. having been at this since the 1970s. Yeah. Um, in fact, someone who knew me from the mid 80s was in a vintage shop mm -hmm. and leaping through a 1970 Rolling Stone magazine found a picture of me holding up a sign, women are not sex okay. objects. Okay. And as soon as they shared it with me, I posted it on social media and I received scores of kind of disheartened comments like, oh no, nothing's changed. You mm. could be holding that sign today. And I, I responded to each of them. And mm -hmm. while I assured them that I truly wished we were further along in this long relay race for equality of gender, race, and every type of difference, mm. we were not where we were in the 1970s. Mm. And, you know, it... it you know this, that 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 um, progress is never just a straight line up. Right. It's, it's kind of like a yeah. up and down, but but as, um, as long as the direction is clear, the arc of justice is long, but it, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. Mm. So it's always been true that the more types of people who are at the table, mm -hmm. the, the more comprehensive will be the decision making process. Mm. And now in our hyper-connected um, world, when companies recruit, invest in, and try to retain talent mm -hmm. with different perspectives, they're far better positioned mm -hmm. to have a um, multifaceted response to the complex challenges we face. Mm -hmm. Diversity and inclusion, I want to make this very clear, but it's not a tick-the-box exercise. Correct. Which too many companies it is it's like a talk the talk but not walk the walk mm. it's an absolutely vital need to prevail at the cutting edge absolutely and 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 while every just about every company on earth now mm. has to have their de rigueur version of a dei vision statement mm. Few have truly integrated it into their actual practices or decision-making processes, Correct. which involves conscious behavioral changes. Mm. So we must nourish what each person has within so that collectively we all advance. Mm. Equity is not an issue just for women, minorities, or other disenfranchised groups. Yeah. It, it, everybody benefits from Correct. it. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody must understand that equity impacts every single human being. And Always. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So my next question to you is, you know, given the amount of work you are doing in uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, do you see any kind of an impact of culture on uh, how thinking about DEI happens across cultures? Yeah, well, I actually have the greatest hope for the future because of the millennials and the Gen X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. um, because for them, DEI is not an abstraction. Correct. With a, a deeper awareness, they have a far greater acceptance of difference. They, they celebrate it. They embrace it. In fact, they demand it. Mm more values driven, they want to work in environments that genuinely seek diversity and inclusion from entry level mm -hmm. to the C-suite and the board level. Correct. And as customers, they want to purchase goods and services mm -hmm. from companies that foster DEI, as well as other dimensions of 
corporate social re responsible corporate citizenship like mm -hmm. fair trade environmental advocacy et, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm. So as these generations become the largest part of our employee and consumer base, which is already happening, and mm -hmm. by 2025, they will comprise 75% of the workforce, yes, that's yes, tomorrow, yes. Yeah. companies will have to adapt accordingly. A, a recent study mm. shows that 88% of them say their job is more fulfilling when in their employers provide opportunities to make a positive impact in the world. Mm. And three quarters of them would actually take a pay cut mm -hmm. to work for a socially responsible business. Wow. And this has huge implications for mm. DEI and also the broader spectrum of corporate social responsibility, mm. such as mm. human rights and a host of as you hinted to earlier, the ESG, environmental, social, and governance mm -hmm. uh, dimensions, and the SDGs, the 17 UN social mm -hmm. development goals. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's happening. According to the latest S&P sustainability report, the push to integrate gender diversity, for, for example, in investment criteria has increased mm -hmm. and at least 15 new publicly traded gender lens equity funds were launched just in the last half dozen years. Wow. So I suggest to everyone, mm -hmm. be the one who walks into any meeting and asks the question, what's wrong with this picture? Mm -hmm. When you see all white men, mm -hmm. help your enterprise become more diverse. Mm -hmm. Or in your case, you know, you're in India, all Indian men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm with you. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And you think that the, the millennials and the Gen Z, the younger people who are now coming into leadership roles, they will actually make a significant difference by 2025 is what you just mentioned, isn't it? I, I really believe so. And I hope it's for the positive. Mm. You know, you, you, you framed your question about culture. Mm. And um, Peter Drucker, who's like the Yep. grandfather of modern management theory. My favorite quote is his when he said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Correct. A culture is so powerful. Mm. And I really hope that um, th this generation, this generation from whom I draw tremendous inspiration and from whom I learned so much you know mm. I, I said earlier mm. that I do a lot of coaching and mentoring mm -hmm. but it's often most often two directional Correct. like I learn as much not just from 20 somethings but even teens as they learn from me yep. you know they have such a unique window into the world and they expand my vision of the world mm. through theirs and uh, of course on the technology side mm. they're my guru Absolutely. you know I, at my age you know i'm i'm i've passed my 70s i'm in my 80s in my eighth decade of living wow. um it, it, it's um i'm certainly not a digital native Mm, but, um, so any team that I ever assemble, I always make sure that there are people from that age group in it, because mm -hmm. I'll say something like, okay, I think what we should do is X, Y, Z. 
And the XYZ is correct in terms of directional guidance. Mm -hmm. But then they say, well, how about if we do ABC? Mm -hmm. And their ABC is always exponentially better than my XYZ. Because they get my direction, but they're so much more innovative about how to act on that direction, Mm -hmm. how to communicate so that people will understand how to communicate visually, how to communicate in tight, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people mm-hmm. are distressed by the fact that our world has been reduced to sound bites. And I, I agree with that because you do need context mm-hmm. to understand issues. However, they do know how to very clear, concise, compelling way, convey a message that's digestible. And um, I just, I, I, I really hope that it will transform culture. I hope so. I hope so. So Nadine, now moving on, uh, you know, and this question is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Yeah. In such an amazing career that you have had, uh, you know, over so many years, and I must mention to you that you don't look uh, anywhere near what you just mentioned. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I do it's want God, to keep, it's oh. God and genes. I can't take any credit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, why not? I mean, but whatever it is, I mean, I think you're looking very nice. And, Thank you. Uh, what would your life lessons be for uh, the young people uh, who will be listening to our conversation? Okay. So. If I were to distill what we've been talking about and maybe try to come up with three life Mm -hmm. lessons, Mm -hmm. one, be self-aware. Okay. Have a willingness to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and transparent. Yeah. It will be the difference between being highly competent or Mm -hmm. becoming a great leader. It's Mm -hmm. the cornerstone to be able to relate to and benefit from the wisdom of others. And as I said, in the process of doing so, we also get, gain greater compassion for ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my second one would be that in the context of today's world, mm-hmm. as global pandemics, climate change, growing politically, political instability, mm-hmm. and other naughty issues these issues are without boundaries. Mm. They, don't rep- they don't recognize the map. Correct. Everything affects all else. Mm. So you must cultivate relationships with people who operate in completely different spheres mm. from yourself to ensure that you can overcome challenges and achieve great things. Mm. Very and Yeah. And then I guess the third one, and they're all kind of interconnected to each other, is living in an incredibly VUCA time, you know, the volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Mm -hmm. We must be ready to shift perceptions and seek out innovative alternatives Mm -hmm. that we're most likely to find in contact with others, Mm -hmm. with a broader spectrum of others. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we embrace how intertwined we are, Mm -hmm. we find big picture solutions. 
Very interesting. So, Nadine, I have time for two more questions. Uh, and uh, my next question to you is about your book. You just mentioned that you're writing yeah. your book. And, yeah. and, and the foreword has been written by, I think, uh, uh, the late Bishop Desmond Tutu, who I had the honor of meeting many years ago in Cape Town. Tell me a little bit about your book and, uh, you know, when do you think it's going to be published? Okay. So my book comes in the context of my life's work. Hmm. And I found it because to help people and organizations understand how to create and sustain collaborative mm -hmm. initiatives where each individual benefits and the whole is always greater than the sum of the parts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to deal with the complexity in our world or mm -hmm. even your own operation or even in one of its beelines, we must broaden our scope. And as I've always believed in the value of relationships, mm -hmm. I've been facilitating cooperative multi-stakeholder partnerships since the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And in the 1990s, I formalized that work into my company because. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, I was invited to become the first female executive in residence at IMD Business School, wow. where I was able to distill decades of work into teachable lessons about how engaging a more expansive range of stakeholders right. increases productivity, profitability, sustainability, along with mm. creating greater uh, individual and team satisfaction. Mm. And because this proprietary strategic relational engagement teaches the ability to step outside one's territorial position, mm -hmm. to recognize the humanity in others, and to be extremely clear about objectives. Mm -hmm. I can't emphasize strongly enough how many partnerships I've seen fail mm -hmm. simply because the stakeholders didn't upfront commit to exactly what they plan to contribute to it and exactly mm -hmm. what they hope to get out of their engagement with others. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and, and, and I also formed the company because I really wanted to create the type of working environment I would have loved to be in, one that's egalitarian, inclusive, mm. transparent, encouraging each individual's growth and development. Mm. And the book was such a natural outgrowth of that. The book is my, it's kind of my legacy pro pro mm. um, uh, project. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it's my way of saying, here's what I've learned about how to create really strong relationships Amazing. on the personal level, on the familial level, on the community level, on the in, in the work level, in the, mm. in the social level, but also what are the challenges at each of those levels on the mm. personal level? What keeps you from like, you know, fully claiming who you are and, and showing your full self? What, 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 what um, stops families, you know, small things that people hold grudges for decades mm. and rupture families. And, 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 and so I'm sharing extremely personal stories okay. in each case mm. about when it's worked, but honestly, more of the stories about when it hasn't worked or mm. what have been the problems and what I've learned from it. Wow. Because... Um, and that you can be wounded mm -hmm. and still do great work. Correct. Because I, I often call myself a wounded warrior. You know, it's, a, it, yeah. it's part of life. You cannot mm. be alive and not have experienced 
some form of suffering. I mean, obviously, depending upon where you are in the world, mm-hmm. the suffering is more intense than others. We, you know, we mm-hmm. only have to think about Syrian refugees or Ukrainian yeah. refugees and, and, you know, people in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I mean, you know, there's places where mm-hmm. obviously it's an extremist, mm-hmm. but, but there's no human being who hasn't experienced suffering. And I believe that if people see, I, I think that people think, you know, that a lot of books about leadership and about, you know, success, you know, tend to focus on the to-do list, you know, the, the positive affirmative to-do yeah. list. And, yeah. and I want people to know you're human. We're all human. We have our foibles. We have our shortcomings. Mm. Despite whatever level of suffering we have gone through, we have the capacity to use that, like like alchemists, you know, to to to, yeah. to process through yeah. that mm. and to come out the other side, mm. like actually stronger at the broken places. Well said. Well said. Well said. Narina, afraid we've run out of time, but on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about because global consulting, about the global citizen circle and the amazing work that's happening there. Thank you for talking to me about DEI and for sharing your thoughts about how the world is getting more inclusive, but a lot more needs to be done. And most importantly, thank you for sharing your life lessons as well as so much information about your book. I'm certainly looking forward to reading your book once it's published. My goal is finished manuscript end of 2022. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm sure I'm sure you'll be there. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Be well. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.